Everything that rocks, Laser 103.3. Time for today's hall pass. My special guest has been on one hell of a roller coaster ride, to say the least. Over the past several years, he has gone from award winning multi platinum selling artist to tabloid troublemaker, falling into the depths of addiction, having several run ins with the law, and the list goes on. But all that changed in the spring of 2018 when he dedicated himself to becoming clean and sober, and now. He and his band are making a comeback, and I can't wait to hear all about it as I welcome my old friend, Puddle of Mud frontman Wes Scantlin. How are things? Everything's going really, really good, man. I am happy to hear that. You know, man, we did a lot of shows together back in the day. You'd come to Des Moines, and you were always such a great dude, you know? And I can't say that about everybody in this business. So the fact that you've gotten to this place after everything you've been through, I I couldn't be happier for you. Dude, I appreciate it, man. I mean, you could call it a triumphant return of Puddle of Mud, a new album, the band's first in a decade. Welcome to Galvania drops on September 13. And there's really no use of tiptoeing around it, Wes. Turning your life around to get to this place took an incredible amount of courage and toughness. Congratulations on your sobriety. Yeah, thank you very much, man. Yeah, it's been a long road, man, but uh, it's, it's well worth it, man. Well, for those of us that have been fans of yours since the very early days, there comes a point in which all those troubles, all those headlines, one starts to wonder whether you'll make it out alive. For you, what was that tipping point in which you realized you needed to get help, and what worked for you in terms of navigating through those rough seas? Um, it was definitely God. <laughs> he was there the whole time. Um, it, it kind of like, it really started to kind of get boring, sort of, you know, doing this and that. I mean, it just kind of started to get kind of old, and I think my body really just kind of like, my body and my mind and my soul were all just kind of getting like, it just kind of got really, really old, man, you know. I didn't really want to even do it anymore. But the kick in the butt would be, uh, you know, getting getting in trouble and then, uh, you know, and breaking the rules, and then, you know, then they really just smacked it down on you. Um I was, it's comical, but uh, Judge Corn saves Puddle of Mud. <laughs> judge Corn? <laughs> That's my judge. It's a woman judge. She's a really, really awesome judge. Um, yeah, so, you know, extra, extra, read all about it. Judge Corn saves the mud. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> Maybe uh, some of your fans should send her a fruit basket or some flowers or something. What do you think? That that would be nice. She would probably, <laughs> yeah, she'd probably love that, actually. Oh, I love it. Wes, did you always have the goal in mind to get back to making music through it all? Yeah, I was, yeah I did, you know, I, I didn't really ever stop um, making music and recording. Um, I just, you know, I just... I was on tour, we were touring a lot, and, you know, I was going through a lot of changes, and it just, you know, I really just needed a break anyway, so um, it's a combination platter of, you know, a lot of things that just kind of needed to happen, so... Yeah, man. I got to uh, I had to take a little bit of a break, man. You know, catching up with Puddle of Mud frontman Wes Scantlin as we look forward to September 13 and the triumphant return of this band that's been on the shelf for nearly a decade now. Wes, let's talk about the album first. Its title and specifically the word Galvania. I noticed on the album's artwork you put out, there's a definition there. So, being the curious person I am, it kind of led me to reading about this galvanic skin response. Boil this down for us. How did you come across this term and come uh, to the conclusion that it should be the album's title? Um, well, since you know I've been writing music, uh, my parents have been really supportive, and. Um, my dad was, that's, that's how he would grade uh, the songs that I wrote. 
through the uh, galvanic skin response. And it's basically, you know, if um, my dad's kind of like got goosebumps and the hair stood up on the back of his neck and on his arms, he would kind of look at me and he'd be like, this is a winner. You know, that's a really, that's an amazing song. So um, it's really just from my dad, man. He's a, he's a really, uh, he's a really smart guy. Wow, I love that story. It, it kind of reminds me of, have you ever seen some kind of monster, that scene where uh, Lars' dad is listening to the St. Anger stuff, and he goes, delete that. <laughs> yeah, delete that, yeah. And, you know, my dad's done that too, man. I can only imagine, because, you know, who can you count on in this world but your parents, right, you know? Yeah, it's kind of, it really actually was kind of cool. And, um, you know, it wasn't always, um, you know, he didn't really always get to do thumps, so... Uh, I basically would just throw those songs away and uh, start start from scratch, and you know, see if I could uh, see if I could get the goosebumps on my dad's little arms. Sure. <laughs> Going through the creative process this time around with a clear mind, did you find it to be more challenging than before, or were song ideas coming to you without much struggle? Um, no, you know, they just they just come when they come. Um, you can't ever really can't really ever force it, and you know, it even. You know, I even kind of do the same kind of test that my dad does, too. So, you know, if, I, if it ain't galvanically really just like, you know, like, you know, going crazy for me, then I, I know it's probably not the greatest song. But, yeah, you know, it took, uh, it took some time, but they just come to you, you know. And, uh, you know, it's basically pretty much... A, when everybody else goes to bed, that's when you want to start writing. Songs. There you go. There you go. The Hall Pass today, our special guest, an old friend, Puddle of Mud frontman Wes Scantlin. I'm sure he's just as excited as we are for September 13 and the release of their new album, Welcome to Galvania. Wes, I got to tell you, the first single, Uh Oh, uh, which is, of course, offered in its original form, and then the Come Clean version, suitable for radio airplay on stations like ours. The gist of the song is consistent between the two versions, but I'm sure you'll agree with me. Certain words in the English language hold a lot more weight than others, so that album version probably feels a little more emphasized. <laughs> yeah, that's a, really, that's a big word, man. <laughs> everybody, everybody loves that word, and, uh, you know, everybody hates that word, too. <laughs> so. I don't know. That's that just is the way it went down. Gotcha. Considering all you've been through, if we can assume this one was written from personal experience, I figure it's a sign that you're in a good place now, being able to be upfront and honest about screwing up and having a bit of a sense of humor about it. Seem about right? Yeah, exactly it, man. Totally. And that was uh, basically a combination of me and the other writer on the on the record. You know, we're just basically poking fun at ourselves. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty consistent with what you've done in the past. It feels like you've always kind of written from personal experience, even if some of it is a little tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, well, you know, she hates me. Uh, I was totally, like, tongue-in-cheek, you know. That really actually happened. You know, those things kind of happened to me and the other writer on that song, too. So, poking fun at each other, just making fun of each other in front of the world. <laughs> but, I mean, it means that you're in a good place now. I think that's a signal to your fans that, you know, I'm okay now. It's okay. Yeah, you know what? I am, man. I'm really blessed, dude. And, um, you know what, man? I just, I love I love the fans. You know, they're great, and they supported me for forever. And uh, I thank you guys for that. 
Yeah, you got it, pal. Without the fans, none of this might have been possible. Wrapping up today's Hall Pass with Wesley Scantlin, who's been kind enough to join us and share his journey, which in recent times has traveled some rough seas, to put it lightly. But the light at the end of the tunnel has arrived as he's clean and sober now and has been for over a year. Such an important decision, not only in terms of your career as an artist, but also life in general with a family to consider. Speaking of which, wanted to ask you about this, Wes. Tell me about sharing the stage with your son, Jordan, and what's that like as a performer that also happens to be a dad? Yeah, that's cool, man. You know, kids, and you know, they're the future of music, and it's, uh, it's special, you know, when he, uh, when he used to get up there and jam. And... Um, He's more than welcome to come and jam on stage anytime with me, man. That's pretty cool. How does your son look at you? Like, I, you know how your fans look at you. Your son looks at you in a completely different way. How is that? I don't, you know what? I think it's just, he just thinks I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's the same thing as like and Ozzy. You know? it's, just, it's the same thing, man. <laughs> I love that because, you know, I'm a dad. I've got three of my own, and I might be a radio guy, and certain people look at me a certain way, but my kids, <laughs> forget about it. I'm just a dork, you know? <laughs> I know. We're just like dork, boring dork fathers. I love it. That That's great that it's consistent, you know, no matter how big a deal you happen to be, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I assume the vast majority of your fans have been supportive, but I'm sure there are probably some that you may need to kind of win back. Does that yeah. does that kind of challenge motivate you, knowing those folks are essentially saying, "Prove it"? Yeah, it, it's been it's been happening for like the last like two three years, and I think we've been doing really well at uh, at like you know at winning them back over. But you know, you can see for a while there where people were just like, "Okay, let's see what you got," you know. And, uh, yeah, they just want to see that you're in a good place. Well, we hope to see you in Des Moines at some point. Doesn't appear to be in the plans for 2019, at least yet. But I see you are staying plenty busy through the rest of this year. And I'm guessing we'll get a chance to see you here in 2020, perhaps. Fingers crossed. For sure, of course. Yeah, I'm surprised we're not coming over there. That's, that's really wild that you just told me that. I can't wait to hang out with you again, man. It's been years, and like I said, you know, I can't say it about everybody, but I've always really enjoyed your company. I think you're a great dude, and you know, I can't thank you enough for taking the time for us today. No problem, Andy, man. This is awesome. I really look forward to getting our hands on the album September 13, and uh, hope to see you down the road, my man. All right, man. Thanks a lot, bud.